Hello fam, what up, what up, what up, how are you doing? Welcome to another edition of Diary of a Single Lady Podcast. I am your host, Esther Shulari, and I like to call myself Esther Ayaoba. I am daughter of the king, wife of a king, and of course a king maker. So, we are continuing with the series Help. I don't want to marry a pastor. This is episode 7. And in this episode, I will be looking at generalization and personal ambition. Right. So, about generalization, someone said this. My father is a full-time pastor. I have seen him go through literal hell in the hands of church elders. I have decided never to allow my children go through the same emotional torture. You know, it's it's amazing the way we we use someone's experience to define our lives. So yes, your father didn't enjoy ministry. Does that mean that would also be your experience? Or does that mean that would also be another person's experience? Sincerely, don't you have people who have enjoyed ministry? You know, I also remember one other person like that, that his father was even into ministry and he also, you know, suffered um, from, from the church leaders. And the guy was led to go into ministry. And the father didn't want him to. And if guy kept on saying, my case is different. I am not, I am not going into ministry at uh, the way you went into ministry. You know, he is more educated. He is more, um, uh, what's the word? More vast. John Stam, more educated, more vast. He's like, he, he, he just believes that he has a better work with God, you know, and he just believes his case was going to be different. And, th- and that was it. So he said, like, this guy is, he runs his own church now. It's not like there, there are some elders somewhere, you know, disturbing his life or something. So the point that I'm trying to make is that there are many things we, we shut down in our lives simply because it happened to someone we know. Just look at David and Solomon. No, no, just look at David and Solomon. Imagine Solomon saying, ah, I can never be a king. I, I, don't, eh, I don't want to have anything to do with kingship. Kingship, okay. You, did, did you see what, what my father went through? Eh? You will start having issues. One, one person would be, would, would say he wants to be your rival. He want to kill you. You will start fighting people up and down. I beg, I beg, I beg. David fought so many wars. Ah, ah. You know, all through his life, he kept on fighting. He kept on fighting. What can I beg? I beg. I know they do. I don't even just leave me. Let me let me be a farmer. Imagine if Solomon had said that simply because David had a very tough experience before becoming a king. Imagine, just imagine if that was what David, what Solomon had said. He would have lost out on God's plan for his life. But Solomon looked at it and said, ah, okay now. Otolayemi, like my case is different. Like this was saying winners. My case is different. It happened to my father in a setting. It does not mean to happen to me that way. Guess what? The Bible said Solomon had peace all round. Kaya. The Bible said, as it was so clear that all the wars stopped at David. For Solomon's reign, there was no war. There was war later. But for Solomon, particularly, that guy, in fact, he just came to flex. He had the best of money, 
best of jewelries, best of best of everything. Imagine things that Solomon did not even have. This guy had it. So so imagine if he had said, "Lie, lie, yeah, I would never be a king." He would have lost out. In what ways are you also losing out on on, on the pro, on the promises of God? In what ways are you losing out on the blessings of God simply because you feel like, oh, it happened to my father this way. So let me let me stay clear. Some of you, you are having marital fears because your father and your mother did not have a good marriage. Is that the scripture? Are they the standard for marriage? Are they? They are not. All you need to do is to look at them. Pick out the good things that you feel you like to apply in your life. Look at the bad things. Understand why it happened the way it happened. Learn from it and ensure that it doesn't happen to you. That's it. But it's it's so painful how you see someone say, oh, well, I beg, I beg that marriage thing, self. Oh, why don't they do Jerry? Person will go marry now. <laughs> now divorce last last. I beg all men has come, Jerry. <laughs> I beg you. <laughs> you cannot trust them. Oh. And they are seeing all of that simply because their father cheated. Is your father the word? Is your father the standard? Please, if Jesus did not do that, then Jesus should be your standard, not your father. Do you understand? Stop generalizing. Stop projecting other people's experience as your own. It is not your reality. Your case is different. I just said I ended to remind you about that. They're moving on to personal ambition. Someone said to me, for me, I can't handle the position. I'm very one kind. And my personal ambition won't permit me to be committed to his calling full-time. I mean, I am not wired naturally for a pastoral kind of lifestyle. You know, when I read that, I just laughed. I think the challenge with many ladies is ambition. We've not gotten to a place in our lives where our lives are, our lives are truly governed by what God wants us to do part-time. We are still in a realm of the physical where we feel like we call the shots this is what i want to do with my life i want to be a writer that's it who told you who told you you want to be a writer oh because you've you've done a SWOT analysis so you you believe you you own your life like you can you know the blue the blueprint of your life you don't you see you are a clay in the hands of the father you are clear in the hands of the potter. He would mold you whichever way he wishes. You need to bring yourself to that level to understand that God owns my life. Whatever the Lord wants me to do part-time, I will do it. My goal is one thing. I have just one ambition, to do the will of the Father part-time. To please God part-time. That should be your goal. Some of us, we make an idol out of our career because we are so, you know, we are so, it's so dear to us. Ah, I must be the best engineer in the world. There is nothing wrong in having goals and all that. But I want you to be flexible in the hands of God. Be flexible in the hands of God because God can step in at any time and say, you know what, babe? I want you to focus on this. I want you to do this. So if your heart is not tender, if your heart is not focused, how would you be able to bend? How would you be able to bend? The Lord has blessed you. If the Lord blesses you with a man that is going into ministry, you can be rest assured that you have all that it takes to do whatever it is you need to do to be a helpmate to him. You might not necessarily be the leader of the choir or the leader of the women's ministry because I feel that is where the church gets it wrong. They just believe that once you're a pastor's wife, you are supposed to handle the female wing or whatever. No, no. As long as you're a child of God, all you need to do is to go to God and say, Father, I have always wanted to be an engineer. But now that my husband has a church, 
I don't know where I fit in. I don't know what to do. Then allow God lead you. The mistake many women and many, many pastors' wives make is that they don't allow God lead them. They just assume that, okay, this is the responsibility and let us do it. Who said you should do it? Who gave you work? Who? Don't allow society to give you work. Your own is, Lord, what's up? What exactly? Let him give you the role he wants you to play. You know, it's, it's so funny. A, a girl will say, ah, what, what, what's your profession? Engineer. Okay, 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 okay. She, you, you are not called into mission. The girl will say, ah, no, I'm fine. No, I'm not called into mission. You say, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, let us go ahead. They will now marry. 15 years into the marriage, the guy will not be able to sleep. He would not be able, his business will be failing. At the end, they will say, ah, God is calling him into ministry. You say, God is calling me into ministry. The wife will be like, eh, ministry, I don't imagine. Nothing is going to work for the guy. To you, the guy eventually says, well, babe, I can't run from this again. I want to do this ministry. What, what are you going to do? You break up with him because he, he decides to go into ministry. What if you are even the one? Or you think it's only your husband God can call? It doesn't matter your career path. If, if it is not what God wants for you at that point, he's going to call you to order. I pray the Lord will give us wisdom. Oh. I pray we will not make an idol out of ambition. I pray our hearts will be tender before God to understand that it is the will of God that should be the most important thing for us per time. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Action points. Don't generalize. Stop it. Just remember David and Solomon. Let that be your guide. Two, drop your ambitions and allow yourself to be flexible before God. God owns your life. He runs your life. He knows your future, right? Prayer, Spirit of God, just help us. Help us to stop generalizing. Help us to focus on your word. Help us to stand on your word. Help us, so God, to be flexible and tender before you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Relationship World One. Get your copy at www.diaryofasingalady.com. Bye-bye.